Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi there, it's me, Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, the online divorce service. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces, shepherding people through what may be one of the most terrifying times in their lives. Along the way, I often have to remind people to lower their expectations. When dealing with matters of the heart, rules simply don't apply, because all's fair in love and war. So welcome to the All's Fair podcast. Fasten your seatbelts and let's go. Hello, everyone. My name is Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains, and this is the It's Over Easy podcast, All's Fair. When I first came up with the idea for It's Over Easy, it was in response to so many people asking me for help. I guess they don't know any other family law attorneys. And so there was always a friend or a friend's sister or a friend's nanny or somebody that was saying, can you help me out with this? And I thought this would be a good place to go for them to be able to get that assistance. And then like the goddess of wisdom springing forth from the mind of Zeus, it's over easy, springing forth from Laura's brain. And today, IOE has become an online universe dedicated to relationships, breakups, makeups, and next chapters. And we also have an amazing amount of informative and entertaining content about divorce, custody, support, and family law overall. So if you or someone you know is considering an evolution of the way their family operates, check out itsovereasy.com. It's, it's free. Totally free until you're ready to file. And right now our full service divorce is only $950 plus filing fees. I think during COVID, when so many people are feeling economically insecure and emotionally uncertain, that should help a lot. And as I was saying, the opportunity to help is why I keep doing what I do. Working with clients at my firm, reading and watching the testimonials from people who use It's Over Easy, and even speaking to people here on our podcast, All's Fair, about their relationships is absolutely fascinating because all of it provides us with a constant source of revelation and realization about the way people behave when they fall in and out of love. Love sure can make people do funny things. Like even dress up and model in other people's laundry and become Insta-famous. <laughs> there was a New York <laughs> Times article that I sent Johnny about this Taiwanese octogenarian couple 
Loved oh, it. I hope I, I hope I don't butcher this. Chang Wanji and Su So Er. He's 83, she's 84, and they own a laundromat. And yes. people that leave their clothes there and don't pick them up, these guys put on and they take pictures of themselves. <laughs> and I love it. It's pretty impressive. I mean, since this article came out, they started out with uh, 136,000 followers on their Instagram. Um, and they only have like 19 posts. Now they're up to 516,000. So I guess a lot of people have been reading the New York Times. Let's stick with the theme of long-lasting love set by these fashionable octogenarians from Taiwan, shall we? Great idea. I mean, half of all marriages actually last, right? And they don't end up in divorce. But what is the secret? Stay tuned. What makes a marriage last, sometimes even against all odds? And if there's a secret to happy life and wedded bliss, what is it? I don't know that human beings were meant to mate for life or be monogamous, but I remain a hopeful romantic. I believe in coupling, I believe in commitment, and I believe in co-parenting, raising children together, having a family, and even growing old with someone. I just don't believe you need to be married to do that, but I do love a good wedding. But if there's anyone in the world who might be able to convince me that marriage is a viable option, it would be our guest today. Welcome to All's Fair, Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue. Hi there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I would just like to say, I mean, and I've represented and worked with a lot of famous people, but Marlo Thomas, you are the voice in the back of my head when <laughs> I know that it's all right to cry, when <laughs> I know that my son, Jack, might want a doll like William did, um, <laughs> and particularly in the great story of the princess that you did with Alan Alda. Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta, and how fantastic. And free to be you and me. I mean, I just, I'm in that sweet spot, as is Johnny. We went to high school <laughs> together, of people that that was just a definitive part of our growing up. And Thanks. my mom was such a huge fan and she passed away last year. Yesterday was the one year anniversary of her death and I'm wearing my Aww. bunny necklace because her name was Bunny, but she was just, she was, she was that girl. And she uh. would put me in front of the TV to watch that girl and we would watch uh. Phil Donahue and then we would listen to Free to Be You and Me. So again, I know I'm like kind of rambling, but there's not a lot of people who get me fangirling and excited you guys are amazing, and when and 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 we'll talk about it later in the show. But free to be you and me, man, does it ever hold up, huh? I mean, it's crazy yeah, yeah. how amazing. topical all amazing. of those sketches yeah. are. And anyways, thank you both for being. And I, and I've told some other people that that Phil, you were going to be on the show, and they're like, oh my god, I was a latchkey kid. I came home after school, I'd watch Phil Donahue. He was like the voice. One of my girlfriends said, I didn't really have a dad around. He was the voice of like adultness and moral compass and what you're supposed to do and what's right. So you guys are really wonderful. I am so glad that in 1977, you found each other. And we'll talk about yes. that a bit. And now, <laughs> given that Johnny and I have been doing this show for a couple of years and talking about relationships and what makes them work and why... Divorce isn't the worst thing in the world, but if you can make it work and if you can stay on the bus, as Jamie Lee Curtis said, then you should, um, because the scenery does change. And reading over the past couple of weeks, the book and the interviews with these fantastic couples has been amazing. So we are so pleased that you are here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice. 
And again, I'm sure you get that a lot. I'm sorry. I just had to kind of go off a little bit. But for any of our listeners who don't know, because we do have some millennials, let's tell our listeners a little bit about Marlo and Phil. Marlo is an award-winning actress, author, and activist whose body of work has earned her four Emmy Awards, the George Foster Peabody Award, a Golden Globe, a Grammy, and an induction into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. She is the author of seven best-selling books, including my favorite, Free to Be You and Me, a project that became a platinum album, Emmy award-winning television special, and a stage show, and Free to Be a Family, which also won an Emmy. And in 2014, she published It Ain't Over Till It's Over, Reinventing Your Life and Realizing Your Dreams Anytime at Any Age, which chronicles the inspiring stories of women who reinvented their lives and careers. That's something we talk about a lot on this show. Also in that year, President Barack Obama awarded Marlowe the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest honor a civilian can receive. And as most of us know, you are the National Outreach Director for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. So thank you for that, too. Thank you. About Phil, a.k.a. His Excellence. He did tell me before the show that what he'd like to refer to him as, and I'm going to keep doing that. He is a writer, a producer, a journalist, and a media pioneer who revolutionized the talk show format. The Donahue Show was honored with 20, count them, 20 daytime Emmys, 10 for the show and 10 for Outstanding Host. And in 1996, Phil was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award for his contributions to television journalism. He's been inducted into the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame and is also a recipient of the George Foster Peabody Award. What a well-matched couple you guys are. I know. Uh, We have matching awards, except he beats me. 20 (laughs) Emmys, can you imagine? No, Uh, I can't even imagine. I wanted to put them outside the elevator door, you know, so people would have to. (laughs) And and I could say, oh, who left these here? Oh, those those old things. Where, where are they all? Where Do you keep them in a room in the apartment? Or where do, no, where is all of the awards? They're up in my den, and I have a me wall, which That's is good. behind me and up high. <laughs> he has his, his study, and I have mine in my study. There you go. Mine are four. His are 20. Well, again, four for the average human being is quite an accomplishment. <laughs> it's only, only when you have to compare yourself to Phil. Also, I was talking to somebody the other day, Marlo, and they told me that before Phil, you dated Henry Kissinger and David Geffen. Is this correct? Well, I went out to dinner with them. Let's say that. Okay. All right. All right. So it wasn't intimate with David Geffen. That makes you feel a little bit better. Okay. David and- Geffen is actually a very, very good friend of mine. So okay. I had many dinners with him. He's a pal. Yes. And yeah, so. And he's and lovely. He's what? Lovely. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about you guys meeting. You talk about it a little bit in the book. Each of you talks about it. So you're already quite accomplished. And you go on the Phil Donahue show for an interview. And there's an electricity that, you know, most of us hope to experience at least once in our lives. Would you kindly welcome Marlo Thomas. Phil and Marlo's love affair began in 1977. You are really fascinating. No, but you are wonderful. With a TV audience. You are loving and generous, and you like women, and it's a pleasure. There were sparks. Whoever is the woman in your life is very lucky. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) It really wasn't an interview. I was really terrified of marriage. It's just a lame And he said to me, how come you've never married? I said, oh, I just don't believe it's for me. It seems like it's only a place for one and a half persons, you know, the person that has the dream and the other person who supports the dream. Where'd you get that idea? Well, my parents, for one. 
Her mother had given up a singing career to marry the star of TV's Danny Thomas show. What do you think I am, an idiot? Don't you answer that. But within weeks, Marlo Thomas was a regular guest in the home of a single dad raising four boys in Winnetka, Illinois. I think being single and independent was almost your brand. No, I was never getting married. Like the character she played in the hit TV series, That Girl. That Girl. Marlo Thomas was pursuing a career, not a husband. I was friendly with a couple who lived here before. Are you a couple? No, I'm a single. I was trying to portray, for the first time on television, a young girl who wasn't thinking about getting married. She was thinking about who she could be in the world. A revolutionary idea in 1966. Had you met before that show? We had met when you were in Dayton. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's interesting. Talk about timing. He was married at that time. I was going with somebody else. And I flew in, did the show for free to be you and me, actually, and flew out. And that was it. And then four years later, he was divorced, living alone with his four boys. I was no longer with anyone. And we met. And, and this thing happened. It was just unbelievable. It was like, I don't even remember him from the first time. But the second time, it was a, really a chemical reaction. Did you feel that as well? Well, yes. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're Catholic, but when I saw Marlo, she was an impure thought. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be Catholic to have those. I've got some very <laughs> impure Judaica thoughts happening, you know. <laughs> He was an impure thought, too, trust me. <laughs> and it's really funny when you guys started talking about this. You know, I've been reading the book, What Makes a Marriage Last, and the section on Rob Reiner and his wife and how they talk about it all happening right around the time he was doing When Harry Met Sally and the little vignettes in When Harry Met Sally. I can't help but feel that often on the show, but certainly talking to you guys that the couple explaining how they each perceived their meeting, their relationship. You must have done that all over the country while you were doing these interviews. Yeah, absolutely. What was fun is that since we decided from the beginning that we would meet them in person, it was kind of like a double date, right? Yeah, it was. You know, I had said before we began, I said, I'm not talking about our marriage. And Marla said, "Okay." You know, being married 40 years, I know how to handle him. I said, fine. Great. Whatever you say, honey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so when we got started, we thought this would be maybe 20 minutes, maybe 25. <laughs> and when I would mention our own marriage, something, you know, kind of personal about it, that just seemed to blow the barn door open. And they just, I mean, they came in with all kinds of commentary about their own. Right. And you know, it was often personal and I thought in some cases very brave. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can tell. But what about Ted Danson? Ted Danson is on his third marriage to Mary Steenburgen and they're a divine couple. I mean, they really are. They're perfectly mated and they've been married like 30 years and this is his third marriage. And so I said to him, wow, how did you have the, the optimism to do this three times? And why did you think this one would be any different? He said, well, I stopped lying. I just thought that was so, so amazing for somebody to say that. And I said, well, what did you lie about? He said, everything. 
And, you know, he said, not only about the fact that I fooled around, he said, but I lied about who I was because I wanted to be a better person than I thought I was. So I, you know, I wanted to be this guy on the white horse. So I tried to keep that image up. And of course, I hid all my vulnerabilities. And when I met Mary, when I would do this little dance that I was used to doing, I could tell she just looked at me like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, he said, it didn't work with her. And then I finally became myself with someone. I just thought that was so vulnerable of him and so honest. And it's kind of like what Rob Reiner said, you have to work your own side of the street, each of you. So when you come together, you come as better people because if you're expecting the other person to fix you, that's not going to happen. Totally true. What do you think about, I mean, the fact that right now, and, and you say this in the forward, I think this is Marlowe's part of the forward. Yes, it is. That we're living in a very negative time. Again, the book came out in May of this year. So we were already most of the country in lockdown. And you say a time when we're lashing out more than we're reaching out, a time in which we too often forget that we're at our best, our strongest when we're holding the hand and have the back of someone we care about. And again, I'm a divorce lawyer, okay? I'm the daughter of a divorce lawyer. I grew up in divorce. And actually, it's funny when you mention the Ted Danson thing, because one of my father's favorite quotes is second, or in that case, third marriages are the triumph of hope over experience, Hi. which is, <laughs> and stopping lying, I guess. But So to have this book coming out now, and again, when we are seeing so many people that are really plagued with uncertainty, we're kind of all on our last nerve. Those of us who have young kids are dealing with them being in the house. Everybody said, oh, there's going to be such a surge in divorces in this country. People are just going to be so sick of each other. And I said, I don't think so. I think this is going to be an opportunity for people, as you say, Marlo, to like hold each other's hands, have each other's backs, maybe for the first time in their relationship, really see something through, have a discussion and not be able to rush off to work or rush off to book club or poker night or whatever. You have to stay there. And so maybe this is an opportunity for some of these relationships to stick it out. I thought it was really interesting in the, I guess it was the, um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest, what they said that kind of was the secret to marriage was how much hate you can take of the other person, so to speak. Did you find that to be something that's topical, especially now, that idea of like, how much can you really put up with? Well, you know, uh, we were shocked when she said the word hate, I must say. (laughs) You know, you should tell them what that Reverend Billy Graham said on your show. I asked (laughs) Billy Graham once, uh, have you thought about divorce? And he really just said, divorce, never. Murder, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I think everybody feels that, you know, I could just kill him. But hate, I was shocked at that word when she said that. She said, you know, her therapist had said, you have to, depends on how much hate you can tolerate. But they have a really good marriage. So obviously they've worked through that. The biggest thing for them is that Chris Guest didn't realize that he was married to a drug addict. And she finally came out with the fact that she was addicted to drugs. And Phil asked him, well, did you think that, you know, you'd get out of here? And he said, no, no. And that was the thing that you said was the common theme of all those couples, their desire. Yeah, you could, you could see that. The couples who, la- the marriages that lasted involved people who really wanted the marriage. It was very interesting. You could 
You could see it very sincerely. They wanted it. And, you know, the more I think about it, that really is pretty much a, a necessary ingredient. Well, they, and they fought for it. They went yeah. to marriage counseling, you know, many of them. And uh, that's a real act of love. If you're volunteering for a marriage counselor, <laughs> that means you care about the union, your mm -hmm. partner, right. and the future. And, and, to, and to work on it, you know. You really do. People get married and they say, okay, well, that's done. I'm married, so now I'll get my work done. I'll do this, I'll do that. Have a family. And all these things happen. But the marriage isn't being tended. These people, they tended the marriage all the time. So when their children grew up and left, they weren't left with somebody they didn't know. They knew who each other is, and they're happy to be together. They're having a good time. They're yes. happy to be on their own. It's a yes. completely different thing. An empty nest, I think, is a lot about the fact that the couple doesn't have anything going anymore. Right, mm. right. All of the similarities, all of the points of conversation have left the nest, so to speak. Now, right. Phil, you had five kids by the time you guys got married. Did those kids live in the house with you guys? Did you raise those kids together? I had uh, four sons and then a daughter. The daughter remained with her mother, and I was, I had custody of the four boys. And that's what Marlo walked into in Winnetka, Illinois. I had custody of five boys. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a great awakening. Here, here I was, a woman who never wanted to get married or have children. And when I told my mother, I'm in love with this man, who has five children. And she said, oh, what a joke on you. So, <laughs> and it truly was a joke on me. I mean, it couldn't have been funnier that I would, I would end up doing such an audacious thing. But it turned out fine. I mean, the boys were great to me. Uh, happily, they had had free to be you and me as they were kids. Good. So they, they knew of me, you know. And uh, so that, that eased the way. And also, their parents had been divorced for about four years. So I was not coming in and changing anything. And I think they were kind of happy to have a woman around. Uh, yeah, they would. Uh, was it Michael that said, we, we, we like it when you're here. Right. Because dad doesn't have as many spazzes when you're here. <laughs> That's so, uh, I, learned, I learned that spaz with two Z's was the definition of the old man. Yes, I get it. So, yeah. and, and how old were the kids when you guys got married? I guess they were 11 up, right? Jimmy was 11, uh, well, 13, 16. Six, yeah. 16 was the oldest. Michael was either 15 or 16. He was right. 16 because he could drive. Yeah. So wow. 16 to like 11, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a 15-year-old boy and a 10-year-old boy. So now I'm thinking multiply that by a couple more boys. Uh, it just must have been, you must have been buying food constantly and it must have smelled very bad all the time in the house. That's yeah, all well, I can imagine. The biggest thing for me was pizza under the bed. That was what I <laughs> Empty pizza boxes. Yeah, yeah under the bed. That, I, I just, and also just ever finding a towel for myself was another big thing. <laughs> I've bought my own separate set that nobody's, they're just the pristine yeah, mom well, towel set. I, I got everybody their own color. Yeah, I, I try to organize it, but, you know, it doesn't work. You can't organize four teenage boys, is out no. of the question. But, <laughs> but we at least had our towels. That, that was good. But I, I think that, you know, it's like everything that makes a good marriage. It's accommodating 
what the other person brings to the marriage. And I love what Judith Vior said. She said, I was just going to, yes, please. That she's so awesome. Yeah. She said, no matter how long you're married and no matter how hard you try, he's never going to be you and you're never going to be him. So just let it go and accommodate the differences. And we are very different personalities. I'm a very impulsive person. If there's a problem, I go right to the phone to find a solution. And Phil is, let's just think about this a minute. You know, let's, let's, let's lay back. And it always would aggravate me that he would lay back and it aggravated him that I was impulsive. And what's interesting as we worked on this book, since we were together every day, working together, which we had never done before, we both saw that there's a lot to be said for laying back and there's a lot to be said for being impulsive. So it helped us learn to appreciate this difference rather than say, well, why don't you this or why don't you that? We would each kind of say, you know, that, that might work here. So, um, yeah, I think that, would you say, or what? I, I agree. I think uh, I better agree. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. I do. I, I think if you can get past the little stuff, it really, first of all, it saves a lot of energy. And it makes it, you, what you do is you avoid a war. And I learned early on that that was important to do. Uh, a war drains you, really. And it makes it difficult to even... Well, it wasn't a war. I mean, well, <laughs> Let's say a skirmish. <laughs> well, he's Irish. And I, Irish people, you know, the fighting Irish. I mean, I'm not so laid back. I'm Italian and Lebanese. We have our own ability to have a temper. But we learned to let it... Tell them what James Carville said. Yes, I was going to, I mean, they seem like the most opposite of the people that you interviewed. They just are so different, yet they really did seem to get each other. Well, tell me what he said. I I interrupted. I'm sorry. Well, Carville said, when you find yourself going round and round, you have a good mimic of this. Right, yeah, yeah, going round and round. Uh, About an unimportant, you know, Mickey Mouse issue. And it can last all day. You know. You're better off if you just say, oh, let's just kick this can down the road. And he said a successful marriage has a whole alley full of cans. And when we got off the road one day, we were having an argument. And Phil said to me, oh, let's kick this can down the road. And we both started laughing and it's become like a code. You know, sometimes we just say can, you know, <laughs> already with this stupid argument. Because it's always about, you know, those things that go wrong. You said you didn't know you did. Yes, you did. You said you you said you were going to take it. It goes on and on. And it's meaningless. And you have a lot of those when you first get married. And I think, you know, our first couple of years, we argued a lot because we're both type A personalities. We both ran our own shows. We're both used to being the boss. And you could feel that I didn't realize it till later. We talked about it, that we were sort of positioning ourselves. You know, like I'm thinking, I'm not going to let him boss me around. And he's thinking, I'm not letting her boss me around. So we're positioning, you know, it's like how you train a dog, you know, or you train a kid. You also got to figure that out when you live with somebody, how do you be accommodating without being dominating? And that's a very interesting um, distinction. Absolutely. And I feel like, so it's interesting because James Carvel said you kicked the can down the road. So many of the interviews said things that amounted to, 
Don't ever go to bed mad. Don't do that, so to speak. Maybe let it go a little bit, but don't go to bed mad. I think Judith and Milton Vorst was one of my favorites because they have a double, double bed. So if you have to get into bed together every night, and she kept saying, your tushies are going to be touching. And at some point, you're going to have to make up either on purpose or not. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So many people spoke about really needing to tell the truth. Like you said with Ted Danson, Rob Reiner said that it's really important to be honest at some point to get to the honesty in the relationship. I mean, were there themes? I saw themes even in just my reading of it recently, but you sat with these people. Were there things that afterwards when you guys were on the plane or in the car that you said, isn't it interesting that everyone, no matter how different they are from each other and from the other couples, they all have X or Y in common? Well, I, I think the biggest one is what Phil said, is that they all had the desire. They, it wasn't one person right. pulling the other. They each had the desire to make this marriage work. At least one of the partners has to want the union to last. And that's uh, not always evident because, you know, it takes two people to fight or not get along. But that's why this kick the can down the road was so uh, struck us as how, however corny, it was a, a valuable uh, thing that Carville shared with us. It gets you off the, the round and round of meaningless issues. But they all, many, many of them went to marriage counseling. Uh, and the, the fact that 
they cared enough to say, Let, let's fix this, not let's run away from it. And uh, you're a divorce lawyer, right, Laura? Yes. So you know that people who, I, I got the impression after we've talked to all these people, maybe people who don't make it, maybe marriages that split up, especially when they're under like 10 years, that they get an external challenge and they don't know how to confront it. They don't know how to fix it. They're, they get scared and they look for the escape route, the exit sign. These couples, the reason their marriage is all lasted is they went through the fire together. Right, right. Ever, whatever it was, whether it was infidelity with Jesse Jackson and his wife or losing all your savings like Kira, uh, Kira and Kevin Bacon or- um, Or Mike, illness like the Romanos. And Michael J. Fox, three mm-hmm. years into their marriage, uh, he and Tracy found out that he had Parkinson's, which is a lifelong disease. All of these people had very big challenges because life is full of challenges, but they they stayed with it. They They walked through the fire together. And when you go through the fire together like that, you come out the other side and you've got something. You've really got something. And that's what I thought to me was the most exciting and romantic part of it because sex is great and lust is great and chemical reaction. It's all fabulous. But in the end, what's going to make the marriage last is how you're a team, how you face it together. And that, that really made me happy to see what they did, you know, because we decided right away, this isn't a how to book. This is a what book. Yes. It's, it's, what did this couple do when this thing happened? And that's what's pretty exciting. And there's no, no challenge that any couple could face that, was, that somehow isn't in this book. And we didn't know that. We didn't pick people for their challenges. We, it just turned out that there was drug addiction and alcoholism and infidelity and disease and loss of money. I mean, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. And you certainly did get a wide array. I mean, I was going to say, ha- did you notice that there were differences? You did four same-sex couples. You did different races. You did different nationalities. Everybody brings, obviously, and, and religions, like when w- the Carters said that they would read the Bible together, the same passage, even if they weren't in the same place. So interesting to me that you had so many, and most of your people were long, long long-term marriages, but you did take a few that had been married for a lesser period of time because you wanted to get that kind of sampling of society. I mean, it really is so interesting how so many of these people, no matter how different they may look or be on paper, all had common, similar experiences when they did what I will coin your phrase, make it through the fire together. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And a lot of people said, well, what was the difference between the same sex marriage and the opposite sex marriages? We said there was no difference. (laughs) The same thing. You want to feel safe. You want to know that your partner has your back, that your dreams mean as much to your dreams mean as much to your partner as their dreams do. I mean, one of the things that I think I fell in love with Phil about, other than the fact that I was very attracted to him is that I knew I could trust him with my head that when I asked him for advice early on, that was tricky advice because it was going to really inconvenience him. And he gave me the advice that was good for me, even though it would inconvenience him. 
that's when you know that person, uh, you can trust them with your head. Because I, I know women who've actually left their husbands because they realized that the husband was talking them out of taking certain opportunities because it would be an inconvenience for them. Maybe the wife would have to travel to D.C. three days a week or whatever it was. And so he would, they, got them, they got their wives not to do it on the guise of something else when, in fact, it was really about they didn't want to be alone three days a week. That's not fair. No. That really isn't fair. And I can't imagine, based on what I had read about you and you feeling like, I don't really want to get married. I don't need to get married. You had seen your parents' marriage. Didn't make much sense. So Phil, a.k.a. His Excellence, must really have been, besides the chemistry, I mean, she came to the table with not only her own personal familial experience with marriage, but also with, I don't need to get married. I got it all going on here. I, got, I was that girl. I was free to be you and me. I don't, this is not something I need. That really is something. And so that, I would imagine, Phil, was a challenge, but, a, but an exciting challenge. Well, yeah, I would say well, <laughs> a lot about Marlo is a challenge. Uh, um, he but, says that with love, though. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, He's still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Marlo grew up in Beverly Hills. And uh, she will tell you she was able to push a button in the bedroom and get pancakes. Not exactly, but... Uh, well, you I, said that. Well, I said, would you make me pancakes? And then I went down to get the pancakes. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't get we did have some very good Beverly Hills intercom systems. I know what you mean. <laughs> I've lived in some of those right. houses, yes. Even when I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we grew up very differently, but, you know, we were both raised by the nuns, so we have our value system is very much alike. I, I don't think you have to be the same religion to get, have a good marriage. But you sure have to have the same values to have a good marriage. You have to define certain words the same, like fair and unfair, acceptable and unacceptable. If you can't know what that means, if I said to him, that's unacceptable, and he would say, well, what's unacceptable about it? You know you're not with the right person. I mean, you've got to have those words down. And, and I think we figured that out. You know, we, I really thought when I started going out with Phil, I said, I feel like I've known this guy forever. You know, there was something about him that was very familiar to me, even though, you know, I didn't know him. He didn't run around with my crowd. I was in Beverly Hills. He was in Chicago. But I felt that I, I knew him. I knew him better than the people that I knew in California. It was just something that was basically like me. Right. You know, Bill, did you have that experience? I mean, you had been married before and you had had children with somebody. So there was this, you already had a familial relationship. So what was it for you that really was like, wow, this, I'm doing this again. I'm jumping into this now. Well, besides the hotness. <laughs> I was impressed with the common features that we both brought to the marriage. Certainly our upbringing, certainly the Catholic experience we shared. Uh, so, you know, she, true, the nuns for her and for me um, had the same memories. And look at her looking at me. What are you going to say now? No, I'm not. You're I'm, making I'm me not, nervous. I'm smiling. I'm enjoying oh, Good. All right. Good. <laughs> so, you know, I guess my, my first impression, uh, first of all, the cloud of lust, 
lasted a long time, still does. And that, that certainly helped a lot. And uh, I think, uh, I think, you know, Marlo really took this union seriously. She was, how old were you when you got married? 42. 42, wow. And I was what, 40, 44. 44. So, you know, nobody accuses of rushing into anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and she didn't resent the four sons I was living with. She welcomed them, became part of their world, was not judgmental. That's uh, uh, a tough thing, you know, to walk into a, a house like that with empty pizza boxes under all the beds. <laughs> you know, and I, I was impressed with the fact that she, she accepted this, you know, without a whole lot of experience. I mean... Like none. Yeah. <laughs> so, so her mother... I had two dogs. Her mother was right. Uh, oh, what a joke on you. She yeah, said. right, right. And we, yeah, and who, that's an interesting thing, you know. People have asked us for years, well, what makes your marriage work? And we always said, we don't know, you know. We like each other. We have fun together. We trust each other. We have lust with each other. Uh, we make each other laugh. And trust is a big one. Not just trust that you won't fool around, but trust that you're there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a like a parent is, you know, for your children, you'll do anything to make them happy, to get them what they need to be happy, to help them make their dreams come true. But we don't really do that all the time for our spouses. Right. And we do that for each other. You know, we're, we're almost a, a parent partner. We want yeah. the other one to have what they want. Not everybody does that. And that's not what I saw growing up. The model of marriage that I saw, and there were many of them because my father was one of 10 and my mother was one of five. I saw all these very traditional marriages, Lebanese and Italian marriages, where the, pretty much the man had the dream and the woman you know, cleaned up after it. Right. And I just was like, oh man, that is, that is never going to be what I'm going to have. So I just decided very early that I was never going to get married. I mean, it was, I think by the time I was like 11, I had solved that problem until I met the Irishman here. I love it. Let's talk for a moment about what you call the cloud of lust or sex. How important did you find that to be in your interviews with others? I mean, obviously there's sex outside of the marriage and people who are able to overcome that. But, you know, obviously sex at year 35 is not going to be the same as sex was in month four. How do couples deal with the fact that you may not get the same butterflies all the time, that we change, our bodies change? Talk a little bit about that if you can. Well, I, th- I thought Allie Wentworth was, first of all, I adore her. She's so funny and such a, a wild spirit. And she's married to George Stephanopoulos, who is, you know, absolutely opposite, all buttoned up, Mr. Statesman, Mr. Rhodes Scholar. You would never fix them up in a million years. But you sit across from them and you see it. There's chemistry, there's adoration. I mean, they're adorable together. But she said right off, you ha- if you want a happy marriage, you have to have sex and a lot of it. And uh, Rob Reiner said, a good marriage is having sex with your best friend. Best friend, yes. You know, so, I mean, sex is a big part of marriage. But physicality is, you know, sex doesn't take place at a certain hour of the day. 
it's all day. It's, uh, what did you say the other day about that, that patting somebody on the butt or what was that you said? Oh, well, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the lyrics from uh, Little Things Mean a Lot. Oh, right. And uh, you know, touch my hair as you pass my chair. Right. Um, you know, and I always thought that was a very profound lyric. <laughs> and, uh, and it's true. You know, if, if, if you can sustain that kind of uh, demonstration of your feelings about your... And, and, and the impulse, the appreciation of, you know, you walk by your spouse and... He looks cute. You know, he put his hair down. He, he, he often, you know, pats me on the butt. Well, that just reminds us of this thing that we have with each other that we don't have with anybody else, which is a, a physical connection, which you certainly wouldn't pat some other woman on the butt, though you did that. Uh, one would hope not. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, went up, I went up behind a, a Marlo who was looking out the other way and gave her a little... You know, like like I do a little sweet, <laughs> and uh, she turned around, and it wasn't, and it wasn't Marla. Oh dear! So I felt, oh oh, uh, you know. I figured, here come the lawyers now. Here comes the husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you you emerged unscathed. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. You're listening to the It's Over Easy podcast, All's Fair with Laura Wasser. I'm your host, Laura Wasser, who many of you may know as a divorce attorney in Hollywood. But don't get me wrong. I do believe in love, and today is proof of that. We're speaking with the loveliest of couples on the planet who have coined a term we don't often hear at my firm or at It's Over Easy online divorce, the term long married, which I presume all newlyweds aspire to be. 
Award-winning actress, author, and activist Marlo Thomas, who among so many things has inspired a generation of free-to-be-you-and-me kids, including Johnny and me, to grow up to be whomever we wanted, is here with her husband of 40 years, Mr. Phil Donahue, the writer, producer, journalist, trailblazer, who changed the way we all watch television. He is the creator and host of the groundbreaking multi-Emmy award-winning Phil Donahue Show, which was the first talk show format that included audience participation and ran for 29 years on national television. We're discussing their new book, What Makes a Marriage Last. And after all the double dates and the interviews you two did to write this book and all the time you two have spent together before and after writing it, tell us, what is the secret? What makes a marriage last? (laughs) Well, I think we've said it, lust helps uh, <laughs> wanting it to last going for it doing what needs to be done to tend to it you know marriage is a lot like democracy you have to tend to it yes to just stay there and I and one of the things we saw with the Carters who've been married 73 years when they were 60 years old they learned how to ski when they were 65 they learned how to speak Spanish and now they read the Bible. They always read the Bible to each other, but now they have a Spanish Bible. They read the Bible together in Spanish. What was so fun, though, Laura, is that we interviewed them the first when they were the very first couple. And they talked about the Bible and their faith and how important that is to them. And then we interviewed Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. And she talked about how when she's feeling blue, he moons her. (laughs) (laughs) Almost the same sentiment. (laughs) So, you know, whatever it takes, fellas, you know, if it's the Bible, if it's mooning, whatever it is, uh, they're suited. You know, that's, they found the right people. And they're another adorable couple, Melissa and Ben. They're just, they're fun. And laughter is a huge part uh, of their lives. In fact, she said, when they have a really Big laugh. They say to each other, okay, that's three months. In other words, <laughs> means they've added three months to their lives. This is a great idea. Great yes. feeling. That is nice. Is our book nearby? Yes. Yes. One of the early pages, like two or three pages in, is a picture of uh, the Carters. Oh, <clears throat> I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> I, I had never seen him looking that young before. Hold on a second. He was yes. 21 and she was 19. And that white starch Navy uniform, her mother said that she fell in love with the uniform. Yes. Well, I almost (laughs) just fell in love with the uniform. It's so amazing. And then I also was struck by the Hendersons, your bonus couple that you did at the end. I loved them. And I loved that when, that his nephew told you that when they was over one time and she pulled in to the garage from the coming home, he jumped up and said, she's home. I mean, I just... I thought they were yeah. so great. I know. You, you just have to be kind to each other, John told us. You have to respect each other. And it goes on and on like that. And then you added, and maybe it's jumping up from your chair when the other one comes home. I think right. really liking each other, liking yourselves, yeah. and then liking each other is extremely helpful. And Trudy uh, Styler, who's married to Sting, uh, who has got to be one of the sexiest men in the world, and she's not bad either. She's also very beautiful. But she says that he was on the road a lot. And when he comes home, she's so excited. She just can't wait for him to come home. And they've been married 30 some odd years. And he talked about how when she walks in a room, it, it just lights up. You know, that's that's it. You know, how do you say, how do you get that? Or what do you do to do that? that that's part of the package. I love what Mary Matlin said, because they're so different uh, politically, completely different. 
But she, first she said, he's my total package, which I thought was so romantic. But say what she said about the fact that the politics is one thing. And then uh, she said, who's not curious about how these two survive because they're so different politically. And she made the point that our politics is only part of who we are. And there's so much room for us to agree and admire about each other separate from the politics. Right. And I guess it makes it easier for the argue for right. them to argue about politics. They do love each other. Oh, wow. They really well, he, do. he was another one that said, I just love it when she walks into a room and kind of commands that room. He said, that's a right. lost art and she still I does I it. And I, I love it when she I wears colors. Her. Yes. I and mean, hearing somebody talk about their spouse like yeah. that after all that time is really gives me the chills. I know. Yeah. I know. And I love when she... That he, he admitted that he was a flirt and she said, oh, he's a master flirt, but I'm his favorite flirt. I mean, <laughs> adorable. It's just adorable. I just I, I really loved it about all of the couples. They found somebody that excited them, you know, that they that they wanted to be with. And we've received a lot of mail uh, since the book came out. And some of the stories are sad, you know, people writing and saying, you know, my husband doesn't really pay attention to me or my husband doesn't include me or he's not interested in the things I'm interested in. And you think, wow, what a rotten way to live. We used to do a show titled My Husband Doesn't Kiss Me Anymore. (laughs) And the phones would just explode. So that is an issue, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the little things that mean a lot are what sustain a long-term marriage. Right. I, I do want to speak a little bit about pre uh, what makes a marriage last. In the foreword, you speak about getting a call from a friend that had been married for a very long time. And we spoke about kind of getting through the fire. I am always interested, and I've been being a divorce attorney for 25 years. I'm interested, you know, the seven-year-rich couples are not a huge surprise. But when someone comes to me after 30, 35, I've even had, you know, clients come in after 40 years of marriage. That is always a bit of a surprise to me. And I wonder to myself, have they just been miserable for this whole time? This is past emptiness. Or did something happen to change it? Because these people have really been, I mean, a lot of them were married for a greater part of their life than they weren't married to this person. Any thoughts about that? The people that actually have made it through the fire, who stayed on the bus, the scenery changed. And then at some point, like this couple who shall remain nameless, but that experience, and I'm sure you, we've all had more than one, that after such a lo- being a long married and then deciding to split. There's an old joke about that. <laughs> uh, the divorce lawyer said to the couple, long married, what took you so long? <laughs> and the wife said, we wanted to wait until all the children were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that ha- having the children be okay, because I had a friend, when we've been married about 15 years, this friend of mine who'd been married 23 years told me that they were getting a divorce. And I said, wow, you mean you're not safe after 23 years? And he said, we were really done at 15, but we wanted to get the kids through high school. So that's a lot of, of that. I'm sure you must know, I mean, you're a divorce lawyer. You must know that too, right? I mean, we yes. didn't... We didn't interview people who were getting divorced. We interviewed people who had stuck it out. But these, I I think stuck it out is a bad phrase. These are people whose marriage was thriving and alive. 
and they took vacations together. Uh, even Michael J. Fox, who's got a, you know a lot of disability, he and his wife went on a safari, and she talked him into. He said, "Well, what'll I do? I won't be able to." She said, "You'll be in the jeep, and you'll see the animals." So she encourages him, and he uses her as a as a support, as a cheerleader. It's wonderful to see that in a marriage. They don't give up. They're not resigned. You know, they're they're continue to to live life and to want to enjoy life. You know, I mean, if you put two sour pusses together, maybe you'll end up with a sour marriage. But I think the people that stay together are people who work at it and enjoy it and see that there's a prize at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, Mariska Hargitay's husband, Peter Herman, who's a, a very bright guy, I think, he said, if you get married hoping that the other person is going to make you happy, you're going to fail. What, what you're going to do is end up going from person to person looking for the one to make you happy. You're never going to make it that way. Happiness comes from what you build together. That's where the happiness is. Absolutely. And that is absolutely true. You can ride along on that lust train for a, a great while. But while you're doing that is a very good time to start building you know, whether it's a family, whether it's a business, whether it's just you two wanting to be together and build a life together, that that's what you've got. And what happens is that people get so involved in their work and they're running off to their jobs and all, and they're not doing anything uh, about uh, each other. They're not, they're, they're not watering that plant at all. Right. It, it just dies. Absolutely. Okay, we have to discuss that girl. I mean, I watched that girl. I think I even had an outfit that was similar to your outfit in that girl. And, and I, I wanted that outfit. I wanted that <laughs> outfit. I wanted the hat and I wanted that hair. <laughs> the forerunner of the Mary Tyler Moore show, an early indication of the changing roles of American women in feminist era America. There were 136 episodes on ABC from 1966 to 1971. Let's take a look at a clip of that girl. So as free to be you and me gives boys permission to be themselves and continues to empower girls to do the same, I'm happy to say that Marlo, your work as that girl and with free to be you and me actually inspired me to become an attorney. And one of the things you know attorneys do is interrogate. And that's what's next. It's the all's fair interrogatories. So do you both swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Yes, we do. What's your favorite love song? Uh, mine is The Rose by... Um Oh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. I like Unforgettable. Oh, I like Unforgettable, too. Yeah. All right. What <laughs> is the one piece of advice that you'd share with your 20-something-year-old self? Calm down. Cool it. <laughs> cool it. Take it easy. You know, 
don't look for bad news. Just calm down about everything. I would definitely <laughs> say that. I was always, you know, checking to be sure that, you know, Phil wasn't going to boss me around or whatever, finding my position. It's just such baloney, you know. Just, it takes a while to just calm down. That's what I would tell myself. Your Excellence? <laughs> well, I, I certainly agree with that. And, uh, you know, I think if you get past the little stuff, the other side is, that's very liberating. Have we got time to tell the, uh, the Mark Consuelos? I don't think you did. Jelly Ripper. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to talk about jealousy, but I see we won't have time. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. And I, Marlo made a movie with uh, Chris Christopherson. Oh, my. Yeah. That included a love scene. <laughs> but I thought lasted like four and a half years. <laughs> But uh, I somehow survived that, realized that that's part of her work. And I had to get over it early on. And uh, I mean, I feel much freer now that I'm on the other side of that problem. And and no other love scenes coming up anytime soon, Marlo, with anyone except uh, Phil. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, final question. Which romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Uh, well... Harry Met Sally, I like. Uh, I, I want whatever she's having. That's Harry Met Sally. That's Harry Met Sally. That was Rob's mom, yeah. And I, I also like Annie Hall. Yeah. That was a fun movie. Phil, any other ones? First you have to know he's not a movie guy. No. What's the film where they meet on the top of the Empire State Building? Oh, Sleep that's, that's Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. You like that's that? That's a good one, too. Marlo and Phil, thank you so much for all that you're doing to shift the conversation about race, gender, equality, and marriage. Thank you both for Zooming in to share the secret to happy life and tell us about your new book, What Makes a Marriage Last. You can find What Makes a Marriage Last now on Amazon. And at Marlo Thomas uh, is her Instagram and her Twitter. So all the free to be you and me and that girl stuff is available there as well. Please check it out if you want more Marlo and Phil. So there, it's not just about divorce, you guys. There's a secret to making a marriage last, and you heard it here today. Many secrets, actually. Thank you for listening today. Before you download the next episode, please leave us a review at, at Apple Podcasts. Follow us at It's Over Easy on social media. And to find out when our next Facebook Live with Laura will be, we'll be posting that on Facebook as well. Can't wait. Take care, everyone. See you next Tuesday. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.